Hey, what's up guys, Travis here. And if you've been following me or my story for any length of time, you know that I started a company called Guestio about a year and a half ago now. And one of the things that we are doing this year in 2022 is we're building a concierge program called the Fast Pass that allows you to get booked on top quality shows and platforms for the purpose of spreading awareness for your brand, grabbing attention, uh, growing your credibility, your authority, et cetera, et cetera. And so if you are listening to this right now and you are a seven figure plus entrepreneur and you have a budget to bring in traffic, attention, credibility, authority to your brand, then this might be a really great program for you. Just head over to travischapel.com slash 10K. Why 10K? Because we guarantee in this program that you're going to be able to speak in front of 10,000 people within 90 days. Okay, 10,000 people within 90 days. Imagine getting on a stage in front of 10,000 people to share your message, your story. That's exactly what we are doing inside of this program through virtual stages like podcasts or virtual events or YouTube channels or blogs. You name it, we are working with it, and we are trying to get you booked on those platforms. So travischapel.com slash 10x. There's a quick application there, and then right at the end of that application, it'll prompt you to set up a phone call where you'll jump on a call with me, and we'll talk through whether or not you're a great fit for this program. Please act fast on this. Do not wait because we are only taking on one or two clients a week due to uh, constraints with our team and the limited supply of high quality shows and platforms that are out there in the market. So if that's you and you're really wanting to explode your brand in 2022, head over to travischapel.com slash 10K, fill out the application, schedule a quick phone call, and you and I will chat really soon about whether or not this would be a great fit for you. Thanks guys. Talk to you soon. You're tired of the old way of networking, the business cards, the awkward conversations, and the aggressive pitches, but you know how crucial your network is to your success in life? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to Build Your Network, the only top-rated show committed to helping you master content networking, foster real relationships, increase your authority, and build the network of your dreams. Listen in on conversations with world-class entrepreneurs, authors, thought leaders, and more as we deconstruct their best strategies for your success. So get ready to burn your business cards, ditch the name tag, and discover the new way to network with your host, Travis Chappell. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Build Your Network podcast. My name is Eric Skorzynski. I am one of the hosts here on the Build Your Network podcast, and I am so excited for today's midweek mashup episode. Let me ask you a question. Have you ever wanted to start something, whether it's starting a business or whether it's pivoting from your existing career into a brand new venture? Have you ever realized how hard it is just to get started. Well, that's the topic of today's episode. We're going to talk with three incredible people about how to get started. That's it. That simple. How do you take the first steps in a new direction? And again, these three guests are going to absolutely crush it on today's show. First up is Mia Hewitt. She is a world-class leader, an international speaker, and a performance catalyst. And she brings some amazing knowledge and drops amazing quotes here in this show. Next up is Los Silva. He is a entrepreneur who has helmed an eight-figure agency, multiple seven-figure sister companies, and became a world-renowned speaker, thought leader, and he's a go-to marketer. He's achieved extreme success in the online space, working with influencers, entrepreneurs, and small businesses, helping them scale past multiple seven- and eight-figure marks. Last up is Mike 
Ashabi. Mike is the CEO and founder of True Life Ventures, a coaching and consultation experience where he helps people find out how to gain results in business rather than just what gains those results. With several years in sales and marketing under his belt, Mike has been one of the coaching pioneers that gets clients on a path to scale and sustain their businesses with strategies that bring in growth and ultimately success. Guys, you are not ready for this episode. I'm telling you now, if you're driving, if you're doing whatever, you might want to just pull over and take notes because it's that good of an episode. Be sure to tune in through the entire thing. And if you appreciate anything, if you get one piece of value in this episode, just do us a quick favor, take a quick screenshot of this episode and tag Travis on Instagram with the handle at Travis Chapel. All right, guys, let's get into the show. I was always coming from fear and scarcity. Like everything was to survive. And who I am now is somebody who completely comes from authenticity, completely thriving. Everything is so different in the way that my mindset is. So one of the biggest misconceptions I had back then was I thought like I was so poor as a child, what was driving me was like, I just have to be wealthy and then I'm going to be fine. Like I'm going to make it right. Like I just need to be, I just need to arrive. Like the, what I kept hearing inside of everything that people told me in society was like, well, when you become wealthy, you know, then you make it right. Like success is a place to get to. And so I remember like being really wealthy and going like feeling completely inadequate. So it's like, wait a minute, what is this? Like, I thought I was supposed to like arrive. You guys have been lying to me. You told me right, <laughs> I right. was to be here and I was going to be Thanks like, a lot, the society. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was like, you're telling me I was going to arrive. Right. So to me, wealth, you know, as somebody who's been really poor and then rich, you know, wealth is, has less to do with money and you can have plenty of it. That's not the issue at all. But wealth to me has a less to do with how much money I make versus the mastery, my ability to master the ability to create it whenever I want and how I want it. Hmm. That to me is real true wealth. So is that what you coach on now? I do. I really coach my entrepreneurs to come from that place inside of wealth because we reprogram, you know, their feelings of inadequately, the not good enough, the, all the things that have kept them from playing big. I like to say it this way. Consider this. If you were not raised in a household, and I mean this with the utmost compassion for all of our parents, but if you were not raised in a household that used shame and guilt as a form of manipulation to get you to conform, Hmm. you would have absolutely no fear. Hmm. So fear is literally coming from shame and guilt. Wow. So can you kind of talk about that a little bit more? So what does that look like? Like if, because I feel like most people, probably 90% of people would come from a background like that. Even if they didn't really get it from their parents, they're going to get it from their peers, from their teachers, from society as a whole, from our culture. It all of that, you know, forces us to think a certain way growing up, even if your parents are not doing that. So right. really most people coming out of that situation would probably be in that boat. How do you reprogram your mind and get into more of a prosperity type of a mindset? Yeah, great question. There's four steps that I have found that actually are completely necessary. Like the first one is we have to clear up the, we have to become aware. So the first key that I have in my keys is awareness. We have to become aware of number one, that the infinite potential that we have, that's already inside us. 
Mm-hmm. Like you're born to be a success. This is what I say to everybody. It's your God-given right. You were born with the ability to be successful, yet it's your programming that is keeping you the same. Mm-hmm. So we have to begin to become aware that we are way more than scarcity and ego, right? We're way more than scarcity and fear that actually who we are as a potential, as an infinite potential, I like to say it this way, our results are always equal to our current level of beliefs, yet our desires are equal to our potential. Hmm. So then how do we tap into that? Yes. So the first step is we've got to become aware. We have to clear up all the common misconceptions that are keeping you stuck, stopped, and struggling. So not everybody has the exact same ones, but there's some really common ones, right? But because they're all coming from past experiences, right? That's why we reprogram. So for instance, let me give you an example. One of the most common misunderstandings is that problems are just the way of life. Hmm. That is the biggest lie that I have seen everywhere, right? Because inside of the law of polarity, so I'm going to use universal laws because the laws are the truths. And I always say, you know, it's the truth that will set you free. So don't believe anything I'm saying, you know, test it for yourself. But inside of the law of polarity, what the law says is nowhere in the universe exists a half of something. So what does that mean? So if I draw a circle and if there is a right, there's a left. If there's an up, there's a down, there's an in, there's an out. So what does that have to do with success, Mia? Because if failure exists, then the success of that experience exists at the same moment in time. And to an equal amount. A hundred percent. Like you nailed it. Like a hundred percent. So it's not a different moment in time. It's not another, a different percentage. It's literally right there. Hmm. So if a problem exists, then the solution must exist at the same moment in time. Hmm. I love that because it takes something really abstract because I've heard that before as far as like, you know, there are no problems. It's only the way that you view a problem that makes it a problem. If you view it more as a blessing or viewed it in a different way, then no longer is a problem. And mentally you look at it in this light and now it is not a problem anymore. And you can get rid of the worry, the stress that you had when you back when you thought it was a problem. But I love that you took it and made it way more practical with giving us a law of the universe that is like actually proven and then saying that like, it's not just like mumbo jumbo at that point. Does that make sense? Like, it's not just like an abstract idea. It's more like, no, no, no. Like this is legit. Like for real, (laughs) you know, like there, this is actually truth and you can use that truth to reprogram your mindset into believing that this is no longer a problem, but there's an opportunity for success here. A hundred percent because there's a science to it, right? Right. Like a science meaning there's an actual process, just like arithmetic is there's a science to arithmetic. There's a process by which you achieve success. Hmm. So it's not me as opinion of it. It's just that I was so committed to like, I had failed so many times that I was obsessed yeah. with yeah. really knowing the truth that that's really why I know this because I was so obsessed with knowing the truth because I had listened to so many people. Why? Because I wanted to be a good girl. I wanted to do, you know, like when I was being raised, I was always taught, like, if you're a good girl, then good things happen. But where that doesn't come out to be true is like, I would look around at people who would be so-called bad people, like to what my mother would say is a bad person. And yet they would be successful. Right. Right. 
So what the deal? Right. Like, like, <laughs> yeah, like, you exactly. know, like, um, excuse me, like I'm a truth seeker, right? Like, I'm like, this doesn't make any sense. So the second step is why I go into, you know, once we become aware, we've got to now understand what the real universal law is or what's really the process, which then will have us start thriving because that's where the certainty and the faith in, in actually, and the law of polarity is a great example. And then once we separate the truth from the lie, so now using that law of polarity being that the success does exist, well, now our work is to actually get curious to apply that new truth, right? We have to apply Hmm. the new awareness and the new understanding, and this will actually shift how we think, the decisions we make, which then will give us our results. The economy crashes, and was there ever any thought of just you know what, why don't I just go see if I can translate these skills that I found in this other business into like a job and get some security? Or was it immediately just like, all right, what's the next venture? No, I I tried to get a job in places. No one would hire me because I technically never had a job. And they're like, I think you made all this up. I was like, not really. I didn't. I couldn't even get a job (laughs) as a waiter at Cheesecake Factory. And so once I did that, I basically went into my wife. I had just got married too. So my wife married me like, hey, this dude's doing pretty good. He's got money. It's going to work out. Married me that year. We moved into Fort Lauderdale, which we didn't live in. I had a lot of homes there and everything went south. And so it was a lot of me trying to figure things out until one day we had to move back to Orlando. I had to get $5,000, which is the only loan I've ever gotten from anyone, from her mom and be like, hey, this is, we have to move into a townhouse. I promise you that I will figure this out. They let us have it. Got first last month and a little bit of money for food. And I, I told my wife, I was like, I think I'm going to have to figure something else online because that's what I did before. It started online. So I think if I do online stuff, something will happen. So what was the first step? I bought a course from, I asked for $97 for a friend and I bought a course called uh, Let's Get Social from now my friend, Kate Buck and mm-hmm. Ryan Dice. And it, you know, what's funny is I told my wife too, I was like, you know, one day I'm going to meet these people and I'm going to even partner with this guy. You know, I ended up growing... Um, kind of an agency and learning media buying. And a few years later, Ryan published me and then me and him became partners on a brand. It didn't, it didn't actually turn into anything big because they were scaling so much at that point. Like there's just wasn't a lot of emphasis, but I I learned a lot from doing that. And I thought it was cool that like I bought something and I was like, one day I'm going to do this with this dude. And then, you know, me and him became friends and partners and stuff like that. Yeah. To actually see it come to fruition is a, is a huge confirmation that you're usually doing the right thing. Okay, so you buy a course and you just thought, you know, anything online? Like what like what was was there a strategy? Was there a specific industry you decided to go down or was it just like let's learn more about online business in general and see where it takes me? So, this is crazy cuz people do this now, but I started going into Facebook groups and adding value, like she said, and then doing it on LinkedIn and I started getting clients from both and clients for social media, maybe? Yeah. Or, okay. yeah. And then that turned into like, do you know how to do webinars? And I was like, yeah. And I knew a friend who knew how to do it. So I outsourced that. And I yeah. started like, just saying yes to stuff yeah. uh, and bringing in money, right? Yeah, and sure. then learning how to slowly do that. And then from there, I learned, oh, these people have events. Let me go to an event and met more people and kind of got more ingrained into the universe. And, you know, once I partnered with Ryan, I met like everyone going mm. to those masterminds and stuff like that. And, just kept growing, just kept trying to increase my skill set in 
and really understanding like strategy, like the back end of stuff. Cause I could always hear people being like, Oh, you gotta have a back end, blah, blah, blah. And so I figured I should get good at that. And then I should understand media buying. And if I know those two things, I think I'll, I think I'll forever be like in a decent place where someone can use me for something. Yeah. Interesting. Is there particular fields that you would recommend to somebody listening right now who's thinking something similar? Maybe they're starting in a similar position that you were starting at and they're just kind of wondering, Hey, there's so many skill sets within online marketing itself, right? Which one should I start spending time on? What, what, what would you say to somebody like that? Whatever you think you can become good at. There's so much. I mean, for me, I liked the media buying aspect. And then I liked, you know, working through like the concept of funnels. I was never really like amazing at copy. Like I've written a lot of copy in my life because I've had to, but there's way better people in the world that are masters at that. But I think, I think the big focus should, if you want to think about something to get started, whatever you're good at, try to build a service or consulting business through that at the beginning. I think that'll put some money in your pocket, low overhead, and then you can make enough to start thinking about something different and start to try to assess what you really want to start doing. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. So start with the higher ticket stuff that takes up a lot of your time, but makes you real money. It's not like you're selling a $12 ebook. You're, you're selling some of your time, which is going to cost that person more money because you're using all of your time to do it. And at that point, you can start to at least make a little bit of profit and and put away some money, which you can then use to figure out what the next thing is. Is that right? Right. And and nowadays, you know, now that we're talking 2020, we've built a lot of businesses ourselves that are lower ticket and growing and stuff like that. And it's a thing. A lot of people tell you to do it. I don't think you should do that until you have a seven figure business because it's so expensive. There's so many moving parts to that. Just being honest, you don't have the you probably don't have, you, you're not going to last. Like you don't have the pain threshold to do those things for the most part. Everyone sells that it's easy, but it's not. And consulting can be easier if you charge prices, right? If you're trying to replace a job or do something like that, like it's easier to do that and get that momentum than it is to like make a million dollars or a hundred or even $10,000 through, you know, running traffic, trying to build a $100 average order value of something that costs $80 or even sometimes 100 to acquire a customer. I really, really appreciate you for talking about this, bro, because there's so many, there's so many, you know, the quote unquote gurus of the industry that want everybody to buy all their stuff. And I understand some of that to a certain extent, but at the same time, to lure people in with the promise that it's easy to do it and that it's totally doable because this one person out of 150 people did it this one time, like that doesn't mean that it's duplicatable and replicatable to anybody in any industry. And I think a lot of people, just get this idea that it's if they throw enough money at it that it's going to be successful and it's like well that has almost nothing to do with it <laughs> you know what i mean like there, there's people that that i know that have that have bought into those lies and just dropped forty thousand dollars on a new funnel and and like four months of ad spend and a manager and like a copy and emails and then it doesn't work and then they get upset with the industry and say the industry doesn't work and it's like well no you just got bad advice from somebody and you wasted a lot of money really quickly when if you would have like what doing what you're saying bro where, where they start with start with you it would start with monetizing their expertise more on a one-on-one basis or a one to a few basis 
where you can really work through your messaging while getting paid to work through your messaging. Then once you have something that really works that you've proven with people on a one-on-one basis that is really getting results, then at that point, you can take some of that money, take some of that expertise and knowledge and then package it up and then start trying to get some of that more low-hanging fruit and lower ticket offers, right? Totally. I've seen people, oh, I paid 20K to this guy or 30K to that guy. They also are just as in the wrong as the other person because a lot of people I've seen do that. They're paying with the expectation that like, well, I gave you money. Now you give me a business. Right. And that's not, that's not how that works. I mean, it's not how it works. You don't go to college and pay 60K and go, all right, give me a six figure job. You don't right. get that. You get, you get to serve tables and like try to figure it out. It's the same here, man. It's just people get all these kids that rent Lambos and stuff and live off paycheck to paycheck, even though they're, they had one good month. You're seeing all these fake screenshots, not fake, but like one month of success. That's not longevity. And I think that people should, you know, I, I'm kind of like a, a lot of people, when I speak, people call me like an anti-Gary B because I tell them everything is hard and sucks and you shouldn't do it. But it's, it's because like everyone thinks that, well, I, I'll do it. I, now I'm going to put in a $1,000 course or a $5,000 consulting or $10,000 and I want it back. But right. the reality is like, man, everything is hard. Everything is really difficult. And a lot of times you might not even just be cut out for this. There's people in my agency that are have top roles that make six figures that couldn't make high five alone because there's so much more than just one skill set even mm-hmm. when it comes to fully running a company. Yeah, so true. And the thing is too, a lot of times is people will come in with the expectations that the time involvement is really low as well, because that's also part of what they're sold. It's like, well, you know, pay me 30, 40, 50 grand and I'll deliver you a lifestyle. Yeah, right. And and it's not going to take up any more of your time because it's all automated and blah, blah, blah. And it's just, that's a pipe dream, man. Like if it works, it's lucky and it's not duplicatable. You know what I mean? Like it's a one-off if something like that actually works. Like you have to put in the time to get to know the people that you're serving, get to, you know, see if the offer that you have converts to the people that you're serving and then find out all the other things that might benefit them. And then after months of tweaking copy and probably years of tweaking your messaging and building up that presence, then you get, you kind of get to cash in, you know, it's not like it's a three month thing. And are there examples of people who've done it in that period of time? Yes. But what I'm saying is don't count on that to be your results because you're probably going to be sorely disappointed and you're probably going to waste a lot of money and time and then walk away and go back to your job defeated saying the online business doesn't work when you've only been in it for six months. Grow up in that similar type of a household, uh, entrepreneurial parents. What was it like for you in terms of your schooling and stuff? Because I know I feel like there's a lot of split down the middle of families, especially with a lot of the people that I've interviewed on the show who come from immigrant families, first or second generation immigrant families. Though Some of those cultures are very much like, no, you have to go to school. You know what I mean? Like I didn't go to school, but the reason that I'm here and that I sacrificed so much and put so much on the table and worked so hard is so that my kids would be able to go to school and get a good education and get a good job and a career so they don't have to do the things that I did. But then there's also a lot of other people who are the opposite way where it's like, well, look what I did. Why don't you just do something more entrepreneurial? Was there either way leaning in your family in terms of like which direction they were trying to point you in? So that's actually an interesting topic with my family. You know, both my sisters have college degrees and I don't. Okay. Are they younger or older? They're both older. I'm the youngest. I mean, my dad was always, you know, into school. He always wanted us to go to school, get a degree. But 
never pushed it on me when I told him I didn't want to do it. You know, I dropped out three times actually. Of college? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay, got it. What I, were you studying? So I was actually doing general studies because I was I was undecided at the time yeah. and I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I was going to get the associates before I actually picked the major. But gotcha. at that point when I was going through it, I realized what's the point of this? I could just go and do it myself because <laughs> I'm, I'm the type that I don't learn from hearing it from someone because it's not really real to me. If someone's telling me, I have to experience it. That's the problem there with school. You know what I mean? Is it very much is appealing to only a certain type of student, only a certain type of learner. And then without really telling you, but kind of telling you, you know, like it just kind of, there's a huge implication there that if you're not this kind of student, that you're like less than for some reason, you know what I mean? Like it it makes you feel like you can't succeed almost because the schooling system isn't built to reward the other types of learning or the other types of personalities that exist. And it doesn't give you an opportunity to thrive in that situation, right? hundred percent. I mean, there's that book from uh, Robert Kiyosaki, the A students actually work for the C students. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's. I heard somebody else. Uh, somebody else was telling me, uh, CEO that I had on, on my show, a founder CEO, and he was saying that MBA stood for my best assistant because, like, it, that you still need somebody that knows their stuff and knows the finances and numbers. But it's a great person to be your one of your first hires when you're getting the company started or something. But uh, and that's by the way, not to talk crap on anybody that's doing that path or that direction. And there's still a lot of valuable things that come from that, and a, really a lot of different, uh, really great educational pieces and even job security that could come from those things. It just depends on the path that you want. My point in saying that and bringing it up is just the fact that like there should be more question asking in that setting, right? Like there should be more trying to figure out how do we make this particular student have the best like life that they can have based on their desires, their wants, their personality, their modality of learning, and uh, and things like that. And I just don't think that there's enough exploration on those you know individual needs of the student. Definitely. I mean, once again, you know, like even just like you, I don't talk bad about people who are going to school or anything like that. I think that it's important for certain career paths that you that you choose, but mm-hmm. especially for business, I don't think it's necessary. I think the best way is to actually go and find someone who's doing it and learn from them firsthand by being involved with them. But the whole thing is, you know, I think that there are certain things from elementary all the way to college that do need to change in the school system, which will allow that to happen where people can actually go ahead and find out which ways they learn and most importantly, learn who they are. Mm. Because if you don't know who you are, how are you going to know what you want? Yeah, that's such a great, that's such a great point, man. Is there anything that you have done to kind of like explore more about who you are? Is there any like maybe resources or books or practices, activities, you know, things that you've done to try to figure out a little bit more like, hey, who is Mike Ashabi? Like, who am I even? So I actually have a practice where I disengage from everything that's going on, technology, like any activity. And I I call it the 24-hour rule. Nice. (laughs) So for 24 hours, no communication with anyone, no music, no electronics, no no nothing, no books, just you and your mind. And you literally go back and reflect on patterns that you've developed that ultimately turn into habits. And I think the biggest thing that I realized was a lot of my pain and the mm-hmm. habits that brought me that pain. So that's constantly what I keep I keep using. I use the pain so I know where I've been to help me keep pushing where I'm going. I love that you brought up that part about habits. It's Isn't it so interesting how we get into... Uh, habitual behavior that we know hurts us and is doesn't even bring that much pleasure anymore but 
is just such a built-in habit that we just keep doing it. You know what I mean? And I love that you do that 24-hour thing because that really does give you a chance to sit and reflect on those things and think about it from a more logical standpoint and actually help you tackle you know, some of those deep-rooted issues that you maybe not even be aware of if you never took the time to do some reflection on them. 100%. I mean, all your habits are just a reflection of your standards. And, you know, your standards actually come from your self-love. And when you know how much you actually love yourself and how much you value yourself, your own self-worth, then self-love is self-discipline. Yeah, that's so true. If you truly love yourself, you're going to do whatever it takes to create the life that you want. That's it for this episode. If you want to connect with Travis and other like-minded people who also listen to the show, then you're going to want to head over to travischapel.com slash group to join his free Facebook group, Podcast to Profit. Travis will see you there. And remember to leave every relationship better than you found it. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.